You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome in. It is another edition of Fifth Avenue Faceoff. I'm Chris Mack of the Fan Morning Show, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. And we are here to take you through absolutely everything Pittsburgh Penguins. And we'll start as we bring in our friend Eric Tangrady, former Penguin, current Shady Side Academy head coach, at ETangrady on Twitter, uh, as we do a couple times every week. We'll start, Tango. Let's go back. Let's rewind about 72 hours. And I'm going to ask you, uh, not just what your initial reaction was 72 hours ago on Friday afternoon, but now that you've had some time to digest everything, what do you make of what Ron Hextall did at the deadline, I guess, over the course of the last week, week and a half? And did he make his team any better? That's it, it's hard. It's hard now, I guess, to say. I think that it was. I mean, I guess it's just been consistent with what he's been saying as far as not wanting to make that big, you know, astronomical change. Uh, I think we all agreed that change was necessary in the bottom six. But when I look at the pieces and then I look about look at what the rest of the the, the teams need for Eastern Conference did, like they're still missing sandpaper. They're still missing grit. Uh, right. You take on a ton of salary uh, for bottom six guys that, you know. I, I think the positivity is in the fact that there needed to be a shakeup and there needed to be change. And now you're getting some production, but uh, overall scheme of things. No, I don't think the team is in a better place. I just think um, some guys who needed to step up have stepped up and they've started to have success because of that. Yeah. It, it feels like, uh, and, and Joe Starkey said this to me on Friday when we did a little trade deadline round table, if nothing else, it's addition by subtraction. Like to your point, you, you've gotten some of the guys out of there that were, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, dead weight. You've moved them out. You've brought some guys in, uh, particularly a guy, you, you mentioned sandpaper, you know, he's not your typical, like, uh, dig your dig his elbow into the back of your head in the corners kind of guy. But Benino's, I, I think, a good example of a guy who knows what it takes to win um, in uh, late April, May, uh, and early June. If you get that deep, he's proven it here. So I, I like that addition. I honestly think Dmitry Kulikov could be an under-the-radar uh, steal for as far as a guy Again, you talk about a guy who may be a little harder to play against, and they need that depth on the left side of defense. We'll see who he ends up getting plugged into the lineup for. Sounds like it's going to be for uh, POJ at first instead of Dumoulin, but we'll see how that goes in the next few days. But I, I, I agree. Incremental improvement, but not enough to make me go, ooh, okay. Um, it, it, when you saw so much go on in the Eastern Conference, I mean, Meyer, Kane, O'Reilly, everything Boston did. 
it's hard to look at the pens and feel like they were really able to keep pace. And so, yeah, I, I think I'm with you. If, if it's improvement, there's not enough there to make you think that this team goes from a first round exit maybe to uh, maybe, maybe they steal around, but uh, whatever they did last week, I don't think changed your expectations of the postseason necessarily. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, uh, biggest eye opener to me was just watching what, you know, teams did like Boston and Tampa basically made it clear to the rest of the Eastern Conference that our top six, we feel can beat your top six. But now you want to play against our bottom six. You want to play hard minutes against uh, 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 Ross Colton, Tanner Janot. You know Nick Paul line. You want to add Bertuzzi to Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick. Like those are scary, scary third lines that have the ability to completely shift playoff games. So like what we talked about, sure, the, the top six for Pittsburgh has been fantastic and outstanding, but they just needed, I think, that one piece in the third line, that uh, that one center, that one grit winger that could really, really add, um, you know, add a different dynamic to you know just the optics of looking at that line on the on the stat sheet as a pre, another team like are you scared to go in and play against Pittsburgh's third and fourth line right now like probably probably not where yeah I look at Bertuzzi Frederick and Coyle I'm like whoa I see Janelle Paul and um and Ross Colton whoa yeah no that's a good point that there's not a lot and, and it doesn't have to be again it doesn't have to be the smear your face against the glass kind of guy um but just the the amount of work rate that's going to have to go in against those third lines, as opposed to a Penguins third line of say, I don't know, Heinen, Carter and Grandland or whatever it may be. You you don't go into that one against the Penguins necessarily thinking you're going to have to put in the kind of work that you are against those other ones. But it brings about a question too, because one of the guys I thought did have a decent game down in Florida over the weekend was one of the new additions in Benino. Um, And other than that, there weren't a lot of bright spots against the Panthers. Um, They come out slow again. The Penguins do Ricard Raquel was asked about it after the game. I think he, he guessed he he threw out a theory that maybe when they're trying to simplify things, they're making things too simple. I don't know if that's, if that's really a possibility. I don't know what it is, but how do they fix these slow starts? Not just to, to periods in some cases, but, as we saw again Saturday in Florida, to, to whole games, they've got these slow starts. Yeah, that's the million-dollar question, and that's what what I think it just has to be somebody else that get, drives the bus on certain nights. Um, I, I agree. I think Benino's a great addition. I think in the locker room, pedigree, another voice, somebody who's won, who blocks shots, wins face-offs late in games, penalty kill. Um, but, it, you know, is that the guy – or is that a is is that is there a line that you can throw out against Barkov's line to mitigate uh, a couple shifts for Sid and, and for Gino to play against top six forwards to create chances? You know, we talk about those other teams. Like, can you throw Carter's line out there against uh, Marshawn's line and say, all right, they're going to give us some five on five even hockey shifts? Like that. Right. That's the challenge, and and that's what I think. You can't have these top six guys put two, three points on the score sheet every single night to be successful. And that's just a perfect case of a long road trip, need a spark from somebody else, get caught flat, and now the game's over. So what do they do? They're they're back home now for five games, uh, three of them against non-playoff teams, starting with Columbus on Tuesday. What's the key to maybe finding some of those things that they're going to need down the stretch and into the playoffs, assuming they make it there? Um, how can they find some of those things that they need to, that it's, it felt like they found during the four game winning streak, to be honest, you know, uh, uh, 
18 goals in those four games. Uh, and a lot of it came from the guys on the depth lines, right? You saw Drew O'Connor playing well. You saw, you know, Jeff Carter wasn't necessarily uh, lighting the scoreboard up, but he was playing uh, better than he had. Um, what, what can they do against the Columbuses, the Flyers of the world over the next week to ensure that they're finding, for lack of a better, better way to put it, that cliche, finding their game earlier and more often? Yeah, it's simple. I think they just have to get pucks deep and be resilient on the four check and and get over pucks. Sustained offensive zone time, you know, maintaining offensive zone time as a third and fourth line. Nobody's expecting you to have two, three, 20 goal scorers. But what, you know, they are expecting, and I think that's where some of the advanced analytics are valuable is like, are we pushing the puck in the offensive zone? Are we sustaining time? Are we wearing down the other team's defense? Um, are we doing those little things? Or are we defending the whole time and then having to feel like we have to get Sid's line and Gino's line back out to create momentum? All I think they need to focus on is just creating momentum. And I don't think any of those players on those lines are not, they're, they're very capable of doing that. And it was nice to see them get rewarded with some production on the road. But now that you're at home, I'm going to be watching the minutes. I'm going to be watching how are these minutes distributed at home because Mike Sullivan gets last change. He gets to dictate his confidence in his bottom sticks moving forward. Like I'd like to see that fourth line get up to like 12, 13 minutes. I'd like to see that third line get somewhere around 14 to 16. Like, you know, Sid and those guys are going to play around 20 and that's fine. But is there going to be kind of that disbursement of minutes that actually show confidence from the coach that this is this is a winning culture moving forward? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No, it's, it, they've got to find, we've talked about consistency for how long with this team now. It feels like for the last two, two months really is consistency. Um, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing. If you can find it over the course of the next five games, with three of them, like I said, against non-playoff teams and teams that are way out of it, in Columbus and Philly and even a team like Montreal that's way out of it, but that feels like it's, it's, it's starting to find their direction. If nothing else, um, then hopefully you can find that consistency against the better teams on the schedule too, including three really big games coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks against the Rangers. So uh, there was a great stat tweeted out over the weekend and I want to give credit to it uh, credit where it's due uh, to where it was tweeted out. And now I'm going to, I'm going to screw that up because I lost it. Um, but there was a, it was tweeted out points percentage by goalie, right? The difference between starters and backups. Um, and it, how about this? The Penguins have a 693 points percentage with Tristan Jari in the net. Um, that's, I want to say, fourth or fifth best in the league. Uh, with their backup in the net, Casey DeSmith, just a 451 points percentage. It's the largest disparity between starter and backup in the league. 
I don't know if that's all on Casey DeSmith. It strikes me they've played differently in front of Jari than they do in front of DeSmith. Um, so I'll ask you this. Is this purely on the guys on the ice? What can Mike Sullivan do about it? Or was it on Ron Hextall to do something about the position before last Friday? Yeah, I looked at the market. There really wasn't a lot of great options out there. Like, did you want to go out and make, you know, with the salary cap issues, go after quick? That's kind of the only one that I could see is being a, a good fit. But the market, there was a premium for having him. Right. Um, I think that stat can be a little bit skewed only because the backup generally plays a majority of back-to-back games. So not mm-hmm. to mention he's getting stuck in these tough situations. He's also getting players. Uh, on back-to-backs and we had talked about their record with kind of being an older group in some of these back-to-backs but that's no excuse I mean looking forward we you know they have the Rangers back-to-back after Philly and then they're going to go play at Colorado at Dallas back-to-back which is no no easy task either but I, I think you have to just ride at this point that Jari hasn't played enough that maybe he's got enough energy and enough in the tank that you can ride him into some of these uncomfortable situations where he's going to have to play more and more games than, than, than you'd wanted. But I think that comes down more to the players. Um, Sure. Certain times, certain periods, certain spurts of games, you need goalies to stand up and kind of steal moments. Um, But when you look over a 60 minute uh, sample size, like there have been some games where the team's just been flat from start to finish. And I don't think you can point that all on the goalie. So uh, credit to Adam Gretz, by the way, he's the one that tweeted it out. I want to make sure I get that in there. Uh, freelancer who covers hockey here in Pittsburgh. Uh, before we let you go, um, uh, two with Tango. Give me a story. There's got to be a good story um, from a deadline day in your past where something, like, we hear these stories, like I, I heard Elliot Friedman tell a story over the weekend about how he thought JVR was headed to Detroit, but he blew the story and he apologized for it openly and honestly. No guy ever wants to think that they're getting traded unless they're actually asking for the trade probably and they, they're getting shipped out to a better situation. So just, I guess, what's it like around a club on deadline day, especially when you're on a team that you know somebody's going to be making a deal? And have you ever seen something crazy happen, whether it was traveling, in the locker room? Just what's the vibe like around deadline day in the NHL for, for a player? For a player, I think on a personal level, it's 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 a very weird situation. I think when you know you're getting traded, there's kind of that um, – it's very humbling. I mean, some guys who kind of are – not arrogant, but have that confidence and that swagger, and then they start to hear that they're being traded – uh, it can it can be hard. I mean, as a human being, um, just to think about uh, in sports, like basically people tangling like dangling you around like you're a pawn in a chessboard. Like that's it's a hard feeling emotionally. Uh, as far as locker rooms go, guys are great. I mean, someone's on the trade block. You walk in, and it's like, oh, your bag's packed yet. Like guys are playing jokes <laughs> with each other. Like it's just a part of the business that you have to make light of every single situation. Um, you know, I'll never forget one of my craziest experiences when I got sent down to the minors in uh, Winnipeg. I got a phone call from Mark Bergevin that I had been traded uh, to Montreal and thinking I'm going to go back to the hotel and fly fly out of, um, out of Winnipeg. I ended up walking across the dressing room and playing an exhibition game with the Hamilton Bulldogs. So the team I got <laughs> traded to was playing against the current team I played for. So I just packed my bags, went down the hall, suited oh, up, and played, played, played a game that night against – um the the same guys that i had been battling in training camp with so again this that that feeling of like we're human beings we play the late game you love like this business can really get ugly and 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 suck the love of the game out of you a little bit at times because you're just 
you know, you're a name on a piece of paper, and if you're not producing, you move on. So, um, other than wild, that, though. yeah, other than that, like, there's just there, it, it's just a part of the business. I don't have any like crazy stories where somebody's, um, you know, got traded and 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 anything like that. But I mean, there have been times where guys find out like at the rink, like they don't right. or they find out on the internet before they even hear from the coach. And, you know, you're, you're like, am I traded? What, what just happened? <laughs> you know, that, that stuff happens all the time. Well, that's wild enough. I think is going through a practice or a morning skate. And then later that night being like, Hey, uh, down the hallway, pal, you're on the other squad. Now that's, that would do it for me. That would be the cold water in the face about the business being the business right there. So great stuff today, Tango. We appreciate it as always. We'll catch up with you again later in the week. And, See if this team starts to take some of the trade deadline additions or subtractions or whatever you want to call it and make something out of it. We appreciate it as always, dude. No, thank you. And I think, what did we say? Did we say uh, March 13th? Is that what our date was of where we're going to see where this team's at? I think they did an unbelievable job on the road grabbing some big minutes like that win against Tampa. Um, obviously, yeah. let one slip in Florida was was disappointing, but I, I feel like that's a, a turning point, like uh, awesome win for that team to finally get some belief back in that locker room. So huge stretch of games here. I mean, four games and uh, was it six nights and then leads us to the 13th. And that'll be a, a good real kind of clear path of where things are headed for this team. Yeah. And then that week of three against the Rangers sandwiched around one against the Canadians. That's huge, too. Appreciate it as always, Eric. Thanks. March 19th, March 13th, it feels like every week is a milepost at this point for this team, uh, especially now that we're post-deadline. March 19th, we'll have put those games against the Rangers in the rear view, and we'll have an idea of whether this team has a chance of maybe even crawling out of a wild card spot and catching New York, or the Rangers will put some distance between themselves and the Pens. Uh, the games in hand will start to catch up, as Tango mentioned there, four games in the next six days. A lot going on. Uh, and a lot more to talk about. Aaron Portsline covers the Blue Jackets for the Athletic in Columbus. We'll catch up with him in just a few moments. But look, the man won a contest. We should reward him fair and square. Patrick Damp of KDKA TV2. He's also a Penguins columnist, co-host of the Dying Alive podcast with Jesse Marshall, Mike Darnay. Uh, at Synonym for Wet, Pat Damp, next on Fifth Avenue Faceoff. <laughs> 